1: All right, welcome to an all new episode of uh, Much To Do About Nothing. Me and Joel have been going for a while. Um, So it's nice to kind of get back. We got a lot of stuff to talk. So let's jump right into it. Uh, What's going on, Joel? What's
0: going on? I'm so tired.
1: (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. um, But I'll definitely get into into why. Um, And let's start off with, let's talk. Let's get right into it, Joel. Let's talk basketball, man. Um, our Knicks did some un-Nick like things this off season. and what I mean by that is they did things that made sense. They essentially said, "Ain't really nothing available, so we'll just run it back." <laughs> like, um, I appreciate that. I, I really do. I really do appreciate the idea of nothing was available. You know, um, Damian Lillard was playing hardball. So it wasn't like we could offer up a, a, a Queens gambit to go get him. Um, you know, Kawhi, even though he still hasn't re-signed with the Clippers, it was clear he wasn't going to go anywhere but the Clippers. Um, so you bring back Rose, friendly deal. You bring back uh, Burks and Nerlands on friendly deals. Three players that are very crucial to our success last year. Um, there was even a point where we could have been more successful had Alec Burks not gotten COVID, uh, had Derek Rose not gotten COVID. They were both on huge roles uh, before they had to take time off with COVID. Uh, Nerlands was very solid. We're hoping Mitch is healthy this year. Uh, and, and I do want to I want to stress this. Saying we hope Mitch is healthy makes it sound like Mitch was injury prone. He's not. They were both freak accidents. It's not like, oh, now we got to worry about Mitch's knees or now we got to worry about – no. It was two freak accidents. Probably something that probably happens to any other player once, maybe every four years, if 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 at all. Um, so we got to not put that on Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson's shoulders as if he's just this – guy we can never depend on um and then of course we bring we give Evan Fournier a four-year deal three years really with the fourth being a team option um 85 mil I'm gonna be honest with you I was I did not know how to feel about that I was very much on the DeMar DeRozan train um but there's no way in hell I'm paying DeMar DeRozan 85 million dollars guaranteed for three years excuse me no way in hell i I prefer evan fournier's contract that's a little bit more friendly um and if i'm being honest i really slept on it once damar went to chicago chicago fits for him because you can have levine be the guy you know if derozan came here i I said this before I i don't think he will I don't know what Julius Randle I'm getting. I've had two years of Julius Randle and we also need to make this clear. Year one, Julius Randle wasn't bad. He just did a lot of stupid stuff um, but his averages weren't horrible. Like he was, I think he was still getting about 20 points per game um, around 8 to 10 rebounds per game. His assists were, were nowhere near what his assists were this year um, but he wasn't a bad player. It was just I don't really i i think playing in new york kind of hit him really hard really fast uh and it didn't help that we're trying to get rj ingratiated uh also uh morris was there who was very much our carmelo at times uh so a lot was kind of going on but i don't know what julius randall year three nicks julius randall will be um so DeMar DeRozan isn't the kind of guy that would have came here and stepped up. He would have been the kind of guy that comes here, gives you about 15 to 20 points per game. Um, and really that's it. <laughs> like you you wouldn't see a huge monster uh Madison Square Garden uh night where DeMar DeRozan drops 45. It's just, it, that's not it's not really who he is. Um, so I think Chicago fits for him. He can go play with Lonzo, who I cried for three days um <laughs> he can go be with Alonzo Levine um it looks like they're trying to get rid of marketing so I I, I don't know if that's going to be a, a piece that stays long and uh Vucevic so you know uh that's a solid lineup that team obviously goes from whiffing the playoffs so they will be a shoe in for sure um and then of course the biggest, Nick, news is that once officially cleared from waivers, we will have Kemba Walker for, I believe, a year at $8 million. I yeah. love it. Say it again.
0: Two.
1: It's two? Yes. Yeah, and it's not a second year an option? It's, it's legit uh, two?
2: It's two years. I just don't know if it's a team option at all.
1: Wow. Then that's even crazier. That lets you know, you know what? I appreciate that. I, someone had posted an interview the year. It was a year after, or, or maybe last year. Uh, Kim was talking about the Knicks were, the Knicks were right there. He he wanted the Knicks bad, but it was just an idea of like, all right, well, who's going to the Knicks. And then when you you see like Marcus Morris and Julius Randle, you kind of go, well, the guys over there have Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Browns. So I think think I'll go over there um so you know I don't I don't really blame that but you know again here's a guy that could have signed a cheaper deal to go play with Kawhi and Paul George um you know there's plenty of places this guy could have gone but to to want to come finally to the Knicks and hopefully we're not getting uh you know at the end of his career Kimba Walker we're getting good Kimba cardiac Kimba um but i I love it. Um uh, my 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 roster kind of playing out. Kimba, my starting lineup, sorry, playing out Kimba, Fournier, RJ, Randall, Mitch. And then my bench, Rose, Quickly, Burks, um, Obi and Nerlens, with my reserves being Taj and one or two of the kids that we drafted. Um, and I think we just picked up Devin Bacon, I think is his name. Dwayne Bacon, sorry, Dwayne Bacon. Um, so that's not a bad roster. I mean, clearly Kimba gives you a lot more offense, a full year of Rose, um, you know, RJ taking another step. Hopefully Randall taking another step. We saw quickly dominate today in in a uh, summer league and Obi dominated yesterday. So to me, I think this roster can at least get us to the top five seed in the East. Um, at least, so I'm, I'm really excited for what they did. I have nothing bad to say. Um, I'm just really excited, uh, but Joel, because we've been gone for so long, uh, my question to you goes a little further back. Your thoughts on our draft night, and then our free agency. Oh, yeah, so it, it, it did go back that far.
2: That's right. Whew. So, our draft night, yeah, it didn't go exactly as I expected because I uh, did a lot of trading back and we tried to trade up, and I guess that didn't work in our favor again. Never does, it seems. Uh,
0: so <laughs>
2: we ended up trading the number nineteen pick for a future first, which I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's ever gonna happen to that pick, but hopefully it's just a future number nineteen. <laughs> but if not, damn it, know. Yeah. Because uh, considering the protection done, I don't know how I, I don't know when it'll actually transfer over. It. Um, but we'll see. Future first for the nineteenth. Fine. All right. They, they figure you know whoever they want, look, they can get later, and they don't want to put all that money on them. I get it. I see what they did. I see what I understood. Um, they do it. They move back. I think they move back to. Well, they had another pick. It was 21. They trade that one back. <laughs> they're like, oh, fuck. They trade pick to the to the Clippers. So they, right. they get a, getting number 21. And they trade back to 25. And, all right, well, fuck, all right, fuck, 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 fuck. I guess, again, they're doing the same thing, but they're keeping at least one pick. All right. Uh, let's, let's do it. I think we ended up getting a
0: second round pick,
2: too, for that. But I'm not sure. But um, we traded. Um, we got but we kept twenty five. We got Clint Grimes. Um, I don't know much about him. My guy told you the same night we got him. Um, but I, I like I like what I've seen out of him. He's just been pulled, you know, so far in the summer. Yeah. But so was RJ. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, that's that's for damn sure. And, and, and I will say this too, because I got a lot of I got a lot of flack about it on on Twitter, but. Um, watching summer league, which by the way, Obi Toppin had another great game today. I said only yesterday, but he had a great game today too. Um, it's very clear. Tibbs does not, uh, he does not look for this and it makes sense. It makes sense now why we didn't even remotely try to really go after Lonzo. It's clear. Tom Thibodeau does not like a pass first point guard. He likes aggressive point guards. um, because you look at it, and you when you, when you watch quickly in summer league, he had eight assists today, but you will never see quickly look first to pass, which is not a problem. He's our microwave guy off the bench. Um, so you know, do what you do. But to me, guys like Obi, uh, and, and guys like that that uh center that that we got. Uh, And and even Mitchell Robinson, guys like that need lobs. And me and you kept saying this last year, Joel, no one looks up. No one you fast break. And then you just have your head down. And it's like, well, you know, you're not the only one that runs the break, right? Like somebody on your team might be open, look up. So to me, it's just the idea of, yes, those guys kind of look a little, a little off. Um, But if I'm being honest with you, I wasn't really watching Summer League for these new guys we drafted. I'm watching Summer League to see what um Quickly and Toppin looked like only because um Toppin came into form near the playoffs and a little bit into the playoffs. Quickly was, you know, of course he had a great season last year, but I always like to see guys come out and make their peers uh see what they do to their peers. You know what I'm saying? And Quickly's doing great. Had a great bounce back game today, dropping thirty three, and uh, Obi did good with twenty two. I really wanted Knox here, Joel. You have oh, no idea how angry I am that this kid is not here right now. That's sick the fun. Yeah, yeah, I was, oh, I was so angry because I'm like, yes, this is this is his time to show Tibbs. Hey, I know you re signed Alec Burks, but like, I deserve some minutes too, and this is the perfect time and. Didn't do it, but I'm sorry. Yeah, you're talking about the kids.
2: Yeah, so yeah, Ryan, I'm sorry, round right. probably first round pick this year. Um and so far, um it does show that he, he is a good defender, um obviously we just need to we just need to get used to the I guess the distance. I don't know. Everyone has their reasons for being cold. And I think the team in general has been cold. Uh, quickly finally found his shot today. But he was cold yesterday. Um, everybody was cold yesterday. It was pretty bad. <laughs> um, but today everyone's a little better. A little better today. i like still a little cold. But I mean, everyone played a little bit better today. Um, but then you had our second round picks. We had three of them. <laughs> we had three of them. We had. Um, Oh, what was the first one? The first one was Rokas Jokubaitis, the Lithuanian point guard, who actually finally got burned today. He Didn't play at all yesterday for some reason. Um, didn't really. I didn't. I, I watched the game, but I, I don't remember much of him in the game. So I, I, I like what I've seen out of him in highlights, but again, I, he needs to get used to the the speed of this game. Man. That, that's always a problem for certain players, especially foreign players or, or college players, and. I think that once he gets used to that, um, I mean, he'll be fine. And I do like what I've seen out of him, and I hope I, I wish him the best. And it looks like he'll end up being a stash guy. We'll end up, I think he's going to play in Barcelona this year. So um, God bless him, because the ACB is one of the best leagues in the league. So if he could do well there, you know, he'll do just fine. Like, yeah. um, then you have the, our second uh, the pick. I think it was back-to-back. I think it was one off. Anyway. Uh, the next one was Deuce McBride, another point guard. So we dropped a blue one point guard and point guard. But this one was a more Tibbs-type point guard, more defensive-minded point guard, gritty. I've liked what I've seen out of him in uh, Summer League, too. That guy has, like, infinite energy, apparently, because <laughs> mm-hmm. he's still the end of the game. He's, like, like hustling. I appreciate that guy. I, I like seeing that kind of ball, that, that pit bull mentality. It's
1: you know what powerful. I see out of him? I see um, Marcus Smart. Yeah, I can, I can
2: see that. I can, it's just that annoying type of point uh, as guard. As uh, which is
1: yeah. funny because um, they were saying if Boston was looking to trade Marcus, uh, New York, New York wanted him. Um, mm-hmm. So it seems like clearly Boston is not looking to trade Marcus Smart. So they just went and drafted uh, their version of Marcus oh, Smart. My.
2: Hopefully, I mean, I'm like again, I like what I've seen out of him so far, and he, he can even shoot it a little bit too. So it's like once he gets a feel for the game, I think he'll be just fine. Right now, he's just showing off what he, he's doing. Him, he's not trying hard to do anything else. He's doing it. You know what I mean, I you know that do what works. Work on everything else. Later. So I appreciate that. So I think I think he's definitely gonna stick as a of People we'll end up giving him a contract or something. Um, and then, of course, the last pick of that, uh the round was uh, Jericho Sims, the athletic big Texas. And, man, is he impressed me. I didn't know he was that thick. I thought he was skinnier than that. And he has really good ball control. Like, he doesn't, like, when you see Nerland Orleans get the ball, he loses it very quickly. Like, uh, <laughs> this kid has good handle and good post moves and he's super athletic. where He makes eye contact with the rim, which is insane. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I've liked a lot of what I've seen out of Jericho. Uh, so like, wow. Um, hopefully he sticks. I know he's already signed a two way contract. But, um, I, I've, again, I
1: liked uh, like a lot of what I've seen out of him so far. Yeah, same here. I mean, like you were saying about the draft. I think what mainly upset me was the the more it kind of seemed like the Knicks were like, oh no, we're gonna we're gonna move back. We tried to move up, couldn't really move up. We'll move back. It was kind of just a moment where I was just like, "Well, this seems like your time to make a queen's gambit for one of the stars, like one of those disgruntled stars," and that's what kind of got me a little worrisome because I'm kind of like, "Well, there's no, there's really no movement of like them trying to put together a package for anything," um, and I'm like, "I don't, what, what's what's going on?" But I said, "You know what?" Free agency is right here. So let me see what they do with that. And they rebounded very well with that. Um, I, I look at this draft and I go, because think about last year's draft, right? Where there were three players we thought had a, a potential to make the team uh, because they were good and really only Obi and, and quickly did. Um, and luckily for quickly, he showed out as well as he did because there was no shortage of guard play. Um, so he very easily could have been a G League guy. Um, so, you know, to me, I look at the same thing this year to where I go, well, clearly Sims will, will have a spot somewhere. <laughs> um, that's, that, that's not even to be debated. They have a spot somewhere. And I think that's actually great for him to learn from Nerlens and Taj and the rest of those guys. Um, but the other two guys, I don't know. I I don't know. There's a lot of guard play and none of them I think can really play the three. Um, Oh, McBride, really, is, is who I'm referring to. Sorry. Uh, I don't think can play the, the three. Not yet. Sure. Um, say it again.
2: I mean, he shouldn't. He's only 6'2". Right. I, I, I wouldn't want to play him as well. I, I know they played a lot of three-guard lineups in the summer, like with Vildoza, and I think is like 6'4", six 6'5". Six right? mm-hmm. That's why, because he's taller. But um, so they could get away with it. But it's not something I would definitely – I'm not a fan of three-guard lineups unless, like, that third
1: guard is sick. <laughs> right. Or, you know what, or the only time I'm okay with a three-guard lineup is is if my three guards all can score efficiently. Because um, you can always mask one of them not being good on defense with playing good team defense. Right. Um, But if I'm running a three-guard lineup and one of those guys is just – uh, an energy guy but he's not really a good scorer or a good shooter it's like well someone on my roster that is actually a three <laughs> I'm assuming can do those things better and and are just bigger <laughs> and should be in that role Um, so you look at McBride and you kind of go well like you were saying we, we have enough cards you know like already I'm hearing people say let's run a lineup of Rose and Kimba, and I'm like well that's literally no defense from two positions already. Um, like you're asking a lot. I mean, that's what hurt us in the playoffs. Right. It again. Well, yeah, you
2: don't want to play them together. The whole point is they can each other
1: up. You know? <laughs> right. The whole thing that hurt us in the playoffs was you were starting Rose. So if Rose got in um, foul trouble with uh, with uh, Trey Young, you were now forced to put in quickly. Who does not play any better he might play the laziest defense <laughs> out of everybody in the Knicks. Um, I hate when someone's getting back on, on fast break and he just sticks an arm out to foul them instead of shuffling his feet to try to get back. Um, so to me, it's just the idea of like, and I'm not saying Evan Fournier plays great defense. I think Evan Fournier plays uh, moderate defense. But again, you can mask that if the team plays great team defense like they did last year. Um, you know, where you can kind of mask it by bringing guys close, uh, by bringing guys together to play defense together. Um, but no, to me, if I'm ever putting Kim and Rose on the floor together, it has to be late game situation, about four, three or four minutes left. We have the lead, and it's just all about uh maintaining the no, 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 no. I'm sorry. If we don't have the lead and we're trying to get get the lead. Um, because you just need an, an access of scoring, but if we're if we're finishing games from up front, I don't really necessarily need that because who's stopping, who's stopping Kyrie or James Harden between the two of those guys? And again, I'm not saying Fournier is is freaking Scottie Pippen, but at least he could do something. Rose and Kemba ain't they ain't doing nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, but all right, so let me push it to you, Joel. Uh, before we get into Summer League, the two games uh, we got another game coming up Wednesday. What were your thoughts uh, on on the Knicks' free agency?
2: Um, safe, safe, uh, and I guess they, they they took care of their own. You
0: know?
2: uh, that's how that's how I would say at least that's how it started. Because um, you know, once they started giving, like once they said Alec Burks and none of the Wall was a long back. And not on bad contract, not in my opinion, bad contract. because uh, all, all the all the all the final years, all all their contracts were team options. Which is, I don't know how they managed
1: to talk these guys into that, but cool. <laughs> they love it. think of it like this: if you're Nerlens, Tom Thibodeau almost had you in a defensive player of the year conversation. Right? Clearly, he didn't. He didn't play enough. Um, I mean, start enough. Sorry. Um, but he could have been. Me and you said that all year. Like, he could have been. He doesn't rebound for shit, which is staggering. Just bad hands. <laughs> it's been
2: like. Right. I get scared when they throw
1: him a lava. Right. Which which is staggering because it's like, well, you're as tall as the hoop. You should just be able to stick an arm out and grab it and, and, and push. But, um, and then if you look at. Right. And then if you look at Alec Burks, um, his coach is there. It was the reason he came here. Um, so I, I don't really think it took all that much convincing for those two guys. Um, you had a great season last year for Alec Burks, And if you're Nerlands you were utilized properly. I can't remember the last time he was utilized this well. Um, so to me, it was kind of like those were the ones. And remember, I said this to you last year. I'm sorry, not last year. I said this to you during the season that I would not mind if they brought some of these guys back um, because they worked, you know, you always need good glue guys. So to me, it was the idea of I, and and again, I'm I assumed bringing these guys back with a Damian Lillard or with (laughs) Juanzo ball or with DeMar DeRozan. Uh, I never ever imagined Evan Fournier would be the name that pops up (laughs) across my screen. But um, you're right. It it is safe, but it's not one of those, oh, they were just looking to kind of like not be made fun of kind of it was a it made sense to do what they did. There was really nothing else available. Like we is not we, but the the stupid Knicks fans have to understand Damian Lillard wasn't realistic right now. He's not. He will be uh, very soon because they did not jack shit to change that roster for him. Um, but as of that moment, no, you weren't gonna offer them a Queen's Gambit for, for Damian Lillard. Um, Kawhi, like I said before, is gonna stay in uh Los Angeles. So there were no really realistic moves to make. So it was just the idea of well, we got the fourth seed with these guys. So how can we get ourselves a little bit better? Um, and you know, let's bring back guys that are just familiar with how we play basketball um so to me i agree with you it was safe but it wasn't one of those weak you know no balls moves it was one of those okay i get it you know i i kind of get it i do get it
2: i get it. that's why i was like people oh it didn't do anything like mean, well they weren't paying attention them, <laughs> because they obviously did something
0: um and they, and they took a hair of their own they, really did. they, bought, they, they bought back Works and Noel
2: Taj and Rose. It's important, man. Those are those are, those are key guys. To our our team almost here, you know? mm-hmm. um, And they were they could have walked, and we we took care of our guys. And now we ended up losing Bullock. Someone missed going Bullock. It's another guy with bad hands, but he <laughs> definitely turned it up. Um, turned it on last year. I mean, I, I, mean, I appreciate everything we got from defensively and, and offensively. Yeah, it's a really good game for us and we played really well. And, and I definitely don't like seeing him going to go into Dallas,
1: but um, I will say I was, this <laughs> Losing losing Reggie and getting Evan, the reason why I take that as an upgrade is because Reggie last year was like um JR his second year when he came to the Knicks. If the three's not going down he ain't doing shit else. Um, Like, yes, Reggie was one of our best defensive players. Sure, for sure. Okay, no doubt. But to me, part of being three in D is the three. And he struggled at times to knock down the three. I like Evan because Evan can put his head down and go to the hoop, get points inside. I'm not talking about back down, back to the post, but – he can try to get, you know, right, go aggressively to the right, go aggressively to the hoop. He's not one of those guys, right. He's, he's not one of those guys that's like, well, my three's not going down. So, hmm, well, good game, guys. Like, no, he's going to put his head down and try to get points some kind of way. Um, so I, I prefer guys like that. I, I don't like three and D players um, that aren't either amazing at the three or just phenomenal at the D because at the end of the day, if they're not knocking down the three, your defense could be immaculate, but we're still down 15. Like you got to hit something for me, like just one of these shots. Um, So to me, that's where I believe it is a, um, it is somewhat an upgrade uh, because we can get a guy who can just put his head down, man. He can put his head down. He can go do what he needs to do, get us a bucket. Um, And we needed that a lot last year. And Reggie's just not that kind of guy. Um, he's like, like we said, Joel, he's your three and D he's, he's in the corner. If it doesn't go down to him, shit, just didn't go down.
0: Well, yeah, I, I looked Devin Fournier you it was definitely like, I wasn't against it because I've always been a fan of the Fournier game in Orlando and, um, actually started Denver, but when he really came on, you
2: know, um, uh, and then of course that trip last year in Boston, it took him a little bit to find his rhythm, but he eventually found his rhythm.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was not even a And look, he was the leading scorer for Team France. Uh, and
2: they made it something similar to you know, so medalist I see, USA. I made it a point to lock him down because you can't let him go. And man, there was after, what, 28 points a game uh, in an in, in international 10-end um, play. Look, that's what Evan does: Evan's a scorer. Evan can shoot, <laughs> Evan can pass. Uh, that's another thing. He's a, he can also play me. Um, not the best defensive player, but he's not – I wouldn't say he's a bad defensive player, but, you know, he is what he is. Um, he's not – I wouldn't say he's Bullock, but he's definitely uh, above average. Um, but he's it's, it's just a, an also above average offensive player. I can't tell you how many times he played the line Magic, and he was fucking annoying. So if you're annoying, you're doing something right.
1: Yeah, yeah was, I mean uh, – I mean, shit, I was rooting for him in the Olympics. Um, I looked at Team USA and said, hmm, no Knicks here. Looked at Team France and said, hmm, there's a Nick there. Uh, so I, I rooted for France. I, I won't even lie to you. It sounds very unpatriotic. I don't care. My loyalty is to the Knicks. Um, so bringing in JaVale McGee and not, not giving Randall a look, I went straight for Fournier. I said, yep, go ahead and whoop him. Go ahead and drop 62 and get the gold medal. Um but, but yeah, I mean, all right, so before we go any further, because I, I, I don't want to skip over this, I want to hear your thoughts, Joel. Your thoughts on the moment you heard the news that the Knicks got Kimba. Kimba Walker. Um, it was um I was in
2: bed because I was on vacation. Uh and I remember that I was looking at my phone at the time. <laughs> I, was like, holy, I said it out loud while I was in bed, holy shit, you got Kemba Walker, I'm like, and it's like, and I, I read it because the, the Thunder are going to buy him out, he's going he to decide he's going to put the next one, like, that never happens so. to us, it just seemed like it just so, it felt like it was a lie, I had to go back and look and need to make sure I was reading the right shit, um, but it was so exciting, even though like, Kemba, you know, he, had a, he didn't have the best year last year, you know, he was coming off an injury um he had a, a strong end of the season but ended up getting hurt for the playoffs so it, it sucks you know i felt bad for him. but the man is amazing an amazing player when healthy and as long as he's 70 percent of what he was uh he getting in take care of the rest i'm fine with it i'm so excited that they'll be playing off each other um I, it, it I, I, bro, I was very happy that that but it's just it's better than like, not, not be wrong, I'm fine with Derrick Rose starting, but like, it's not Peyton. No offense. but I, it, that, that's so
1: much. We'll talk about an upgrade.
2: That's
1: a huge upgrade. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Did you say no offense? Yes, no offense. All the offense. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> right? Elvin Payton didn't do shit for us. All the offense. I don't, I don't care if he takes offense. Um, we were trying to win games fucking coming in here and being the reason we're down uh zero to 13 in the first two minutes of the goddamn game get him out get him out can't shoot for shit his defense is spotty uh he isn't the world's greatest passer i like there were times where i was just like what what does tib see in practice like clearly we can't see practices so it's like what does tib see joel that we don't see when the whistle blows uh, during the regular game like he doesn't exude any of that Tibbs always well, he's a great defensive guy well where like where John Moran has 52 where did he like where, where did this guy have a good defense in um you know I, I can't I can't see it so to me Kimba is a massive upgrade Derek Rose is a massive upgrade Manual quickly is a massive upgrade <laughs> than um then freaking Alfred Payton. I'm glad he he's, he's gone back to Phoenix. Um, I, I think I don't even know what his role is gonna be there because I tell you this right now, um, no way you tell uh Payne that he is he has a share minutes with Alfred Payton. No way, not the way Cameron Payne was playing in in the finals in the in the playoffs for them last year. Um, a lot of people were saying he was playing so well he should have started over Chris Paul, uh, just because he's able to push the tempo quicker than Chris Paul does. Chris Paul is more slow and methodical. Cameron Payne was more pushing the tempo. Um, but yeah, no, I I want I want Elford Payton to take all the offense and <laughs> fuck you, get out of here. Like <laughs> he didn't give us any services. Um, as far as I'm concerned, he's on my top five list with Barniani of of guys we went out and got, and you were just like, I don't understand it, but the coach speaks highly, and then you just see them play, and you're just like, I don't, I don't understand, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Um, but yeah, seeing Kimba was just like, okay, um, I'm just hoping that this Kimba, and you were saying, even if he could be 75% of himself. He was claiming that this is the best he's felt in a long time. Um, so I'm like, well, I, I like hearing that. That's not that's not bad. I, I'll, I'll definitely take that. I'll take. I'm feeling good rather than, eh, you know. So to me, he got the surgeries he needed. He got the rest he needed. He didn't go to the Olympics. Uh, stayed home rehab. So I think under no circumstances should Derrick Rose start. He should be our lighter off the bench with Quickly and Burks and Obie, because I think Rose and Obie could be such a deadly combination off that bench. Um, but, yeah, Kimba starting. I, say it again. I didn't say anything.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry,
1: sorry. I, I thought there was a, a, a glitch you came out. I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, Kimba starting with Randall and um, Fournier. One thing I do like about Kimba having a point guard like Kimba is – Julius Randle was great last year, but I, I've said this for two full seasons now, Joel. The less mm-hmm. he has the ball in his hands coming up court, the better. It's just the, it's just the better. It just is. It just is. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was my problem watching the summer league game today is watching everybody not name quickly, bring the ball up to court and then get it stolen. It was just like, oh, just mm-hmm. no ball handlers. Just none. Not a mm-hmm. narrow one.
2: So, I just want to see the point guards. I don't mind if it's not, I don't mind if it's not quickly as long as it's one of the point guards that I bring. I just want to see how they do it too. Cause they need they're going to have pressure on them eventually. So, I'd rather sit now.
1: Right. And shout out to Toppin. Uh, There was like a minute and some change left. We were up by three. Uh, And he drove it the length of the court on his own and got an and one and, you know, helped us close out the game. So, that's good to see. I don't think I ever want to see it in a regular season game. But, um, yeah, I mean, having Fournier and and Kemba be guys that can bring the ball up court should limit how often Julius Randle does it. Um, you know, to me, if Fournier and Walker are doing their job, it should make life immensely easier for Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. So that's my, that's my goal. Um, but summer league has been good. We lost our first game. Like you said, the guys were just ice cold. They just, cool. uh, they were in a freezer. Yeah. <laughs> they just they had nothing. They had nothing to offer. Um, Bounced back today. Uh, quickly had 33 and eight uh, and Topping had 22 and nine. Um, those are the two guys I was looking for. Uh, again, these rookies I do want to see do well, but there are only three players I, I'm really paying attention to, and it's Sims because I do think he has a chance to make the the actual roster because I think Tibbs understands shortage of big men was easily our problem last year, <laughs> probably mm-hmm. our number one problem. Um, and quickly on topic, the other two guys are guys that I'm kind of like, well, you know, knock on wood, the only playing time you would get is if one of our main guards or two of our main guards got injured. And I'm kind of hoping that shit doesn't happen. We had a, we had a positive, we had a very positive uh, health year last year, as far as injuries. Um, We didn't have guys that had to be out four months, eight months, you know, obviously just Mitch back and forth, but really that's it. COVID was the biggest thing for us. Um, So to me, I'm, kind of hoping that's the same feel we get with our players this year. So I don't really know where McBride and uh, those guys are really going to fit in. So Sims quickly and Topman is what I'm really paying attention to. And those guys are killing it. They're, they're, they're really killing it. I can't wait for Wednesday's game. How's it been looking for you, Joel?
2: Um, I, I've liked the summer league so far. Um, I can't, I mean, I always look forward to the summer league. Um, I always look forward to seeing all these guys play and look uh, the, the highlights and mainly our guys. I obviously want to see how they all play and if, who's ready, who's not. And then like, you know, like you said, Obi and, and, and quickly didn't really have a, they didn't have somebody last year. So this is like their first two, um, even though they didn't get full seasons. <laughs> um, but, and, look, like they've all, they played well, especially the two of them, but I'm, I definitely want to see what the rookies got. Uh, I want to see what Grimes got. Did he did he bounce back? Uh, is he, How does he play? Uh, like how's, how he's going to fit in? Uh, same thing with McBride and Sims and even Yokobitis. That's why I was very – I was confused as to why he didn't play. And even Will Like, you know, I want to see if he does anything because he did not have a great, you know, Olympics. So, so I want to see if he can bounce back in the summer league. Like, so far not great <laughs> so we'll yeah, see how that know. plays out um see if he keeps that non-guaranteed contract because <laughs> um, i don't know how that's gonna how they're all gonna fit it seems like there's too many players right now so um i feel like something's up so the, maybe someone's i don't know there's still the one two-way contract left i don't know where that's gonna go to who i mean um but I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see what's up because so I think we've already we have 20 people on the roster, so I think something's something gonna go.
1: Yeah, I definitely wanted that to go to Theo Pinson. Um, he's one of those guys that's just good to have on the roster. Um, but someone said this, I think this was, um, ah, oh god, I'm completely whiffing on his name. Um, he does it, he does the thing with uh Ian Begley um calls himself the franchise i can't remember his name from Nick's Fan TV yeah cp cp thank you um cp said it he said it best i love theo would have loved to have keep him uh would have loved to have kept him okay. but i am in a position now to where it's like i want to squeeze the most juice out of my roster that i can um so i need to know that everyone on my roster is somebody that can contribute to on the floor play Mm-hmm. Um, Not just a great, you know, energy guy. Like, I need to know that you can get on the court, and then once you're on the court, be extremely effective um, in some way, shape, or form. And we saw Theo Pinson play some, you know, garbage minutes during uh, last season, and it was exactly what you would expect of garbage minutes. Garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I, I need guys that I'm like, shit, man. Uh Rose really doesn't have it tonight. Oh, luckily I have a roster spot for another guard that I have that I could maybe bring in, and see what he's got. Um, so to me, it sucks and it especially sucks that he it's apparently got signed by the Bucks. Um but you know, it is what it is. But you know, mm-hmm. to me, squeeze out the most that you can out of your roster.
2: Yeah, I agree, 100%. It is sad to lose Dio. He was a great bench guy. And by bench guy, I mean cheerleader type. I (laughs) don't know. I don't know. He was was very infectious. We loved having him. Um, I'm not going to lie about that. He was fun. Uh, I'm going to miss him. Uh, But definitely, I agree that, you know, I want to – if we're going (laughs) to – if you're going to take up a spot, you should be able to play. I mean, and no offense, I, th- I don't think he's a bad player either. I just uh, I, feel, I just didn't see anything that said, oh, he needs to be on the roster. <laughs> like, I,
1: right. And, and again, and again, let, let's, let's make this clear, Joel, because the players said this uh, all last year and then all, you know, once they saw that he wasn't back, was that what he provided them was something that a fan couldn't see. But for them, it meant everything. And I, I want to shed some respect to that because, again, we're not in that locker room, so we don't know, you know, where guys are feeling low on themselves. Theo is probably the guy that came in and picked things up. Uh, I get that, and, and I 100% respect that. But me and Joel are strictly talking dribbling basketballs um, and specifically scoring them and defending against them. And he was never on the court. So <laughs> we're only speaking what he brought to on the court not off the court, off the court. That's for you guys to enjoy on the court. That's for us to enjoy. And he won't there. So I need players that could be on the court. Um, so again, Dwayne Bacon, uh, we just picked up. Um, I don't, I, I'm going to be honest with you. There was one team I lost literally every ounce of interest in watching. It was a hundred percent the Orlando magic. Uh, mm-hmm. they just literally lost everybody that had any interest in watching. So it was yeah, just got hurt. <laughs> well, no, I mean, uh, uh, Gordon gone, Fucjovic gone, and it was just like, well, those are really yeah. the guys I was, you know, obviously Terrence Ross being there, mm-hmm. um, and then of course, what's his name being hurt, like you said, uh, the the point guard, um, those are really the only reasons I was watching the Magic, and once the point guard got hurt for the year, and then you started to trade away your two. Most entertaining big man. I said, "Well, I, I, no, not interested." So I say that to say I'm not that familiar with Dwayne Bacon. Uh, are are you? I know enough. Uh, I, I'll say this:
2: um, he was a second round pick by Charlotte, um, and I always felt like he should have got more burn in Charlotte, considering at the time the lack of wing depth.
0: <laughs> so the they
2: weren't good. <laughs> right. And, and, and I thought he was always pretty decent. Um, and then he ended up signing in Orlando last year and he ended up starting like a lot. I'm <laughs> like, I was surprised that he ended up being um, like so utilized uh, and it, 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 it was good for him. Considering everybody that was hurt, it gave him all the playing time in the world. Um, and he took advantage of it because he became the starter Um Pretty much right away. <laughs> so good for him. They didn't really have another wing next to Fournier. So he, he took he took right over. And
1: so what does he what does he do? What does he do well? He is he's uh he's he could
2: score, but he's not I wouldn't say he's a shooter, he's like more of a slasher. Um and he's big, he's like six seven, so he can defend well too. Um but that's kind of he's a good energy guy. He's like a glue guy, but that without the he's without he's like a three and D guy without the three. <laughs>
1: So he's a slashing D guy. slashing D guy. I'm
2: not saying he can't hit a 3. It's just I want to say he's a sniper. You know what I mean?
1: That's fine. Um I, I like bodies that we can throw uh cuz what was killing us in in uh that Atlanta series was we were running out of bodies to throw at Trey Young. Uh you either had guards that you couldn't risk getting in foul trouble cuz you needed them um or bigger guys that just couldn't keep up with Trey Young. So it's like, well, if you can just throw a body at Trey Young, uh, not let's not even be specific to him because fuck him. Um, any guards, <laughs> really, because <laughs> um, that seems to that seemed to be our biggest problem last year was guard defense. Um, Reggie did good on a lot. Reggie didn't do good on a lot, but I'm not putting that on Reggie because clearly we saw no one could stop Atlanta really in the playoffs. So so Drew Holiday decided, you know what? Fuck all that. <laughs> like, Hold on a second. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so, I mean, all in all, I like what the Knicks did. I'm excited. Preseason is only a month away. Um, So, I'm really excited for that. Um, And I like what Rebecca Harloff said today, that quickly and topping, since they lost in the first round, only took two days off and have been working nonstop since then together. Um, That means – that means a lot to me. They're going to be playing together a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like, well, yeah, yeah. I hope you also called Derek Rose and said, Hey, when summer league's over, can we stop by your house and <laughs> put in some time together? Um, you know, because to me, I, I really do think the way that this team can grow is that, you know, your, your players are are, are practicing together nonstop,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: Soon as Kemba clears waiver, wafer waivers, sorry, not wafers; those are cookies. Uh, <laughs> as Soon as he clears, and he's officially a Nick, and Randall tomorrow will officially sign his extension. Everybody get together, get together, and build, build now. Building doesn't start once you like legally have to come together it starts when you decide you want to come together before anything starts training camp, anything. Um, so get together now, you know, RJ has been putting in nonstop work. We saw what he tried to do with uh, leading Canada into the Olympics. Um, so, you know, again, I need to see big things out of RJ Randall quickly and topping. Those are my four guys that I need to see really, really, really kick it up a gear. And I, I know that sounds crazy, but if you're Randall, you can't do any less than what you did last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's, I can't take a step back in any statistical field. None, not a narrow one. You could be the same in everything because it was a great year for him last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'll take the exact same average in everything, but you can't regress in not one thing. Your three point percentage can't go down. This mm-hmm. total can't go down. your rebounds damn sure can't go down because Joel will cut your head off for that mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> your points per game um have to be around that same thing. Now of course you're adding more scoring in so you know he might not need to do as much, but it should mm-hmm. be relatively around the same thing right. So you know in, in RJ, again, his numbers got better as the year went. Um, But how he ended the season is how he needs to start the season and then get better as the season progresses because he had a lot more room to grow last year. Um, So, yeah, those four guys to me, Joel, that's very important. Uh, What what are the guys that that stand out to you that really need to take uh, those next steps? The guys that need
2: shit. I mean, if we're going to make any type of headway, Obviously, are the main guys have to step up. I mean, they played well during the regular season, but we can't have them not showing up in the playoffs. So, if the team is Randall's and RJ's, that they need to be the bends, uh, and they have to do what they did last year. Plus, you know, uh, I need to see that that's their team. I, I know they can work. They work hard during the summer, and so I want to see them come out and, and play even better in coming into the season. You know. Um, cause they're to their team, right? So I just need them to take it by the, in the reins, you know, and then take over. Uh, cause I do know what to expect from veterans like Kemba, if healthy and, and Derek Rose. So I'm not really worried about them. Uh, foreign, just keep doing what you're doing. He's been doing, it seems forever. <laughs> he'll just keep doing that, doing it here. And as long as you keep putting up what you were putting up in Orlando, I think we'll, he'll, he'll be just fine. Um, Mitch, as long as he's healthy, obviously another one that as long as he's healthy, uh, I think Mitch is can do great. And it looks like he even he's he got heavier and stronger, so I can't wait to see what he looks like out there because I'm I a big fan of Mitchell Robinson and love seeing him on the court. Um, so that's another guy that I would love to see take another step forward. If he could take a step forward, that'd be huge for us. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, I would say. The kids, of course, of OB and and, and and quickly can continue to do what they're doing, uh will be in good shape, you know. So they they just gotta be more consistent, you know. It's all about being energy, you know, bring the defense, bring the offense, be consistent, don't fuck up. So you know, it's very simple. Uh same thing with Burks. I mean, Burks Burks knows what he's gonna do. Burke, I don't I trust Alec Burks more than most people. <laughs> I've always liked Alec Burks, so he knows his job, he's gotta go out there and do it. Uh as well. I swear to God, just do what you were doing before. Just maybe just do you. <laughs> as long as you do you <laughs> behind Mitch, uh, I'll be more than fine than you get in those minutes. You know, uh, Taj brings the leadership and, and then the rest of the guys learn behind the wall. So whoever makes the roster. So I, I, that, I'm happy with my, my team. I just, you know, I just gotta, just gotta see them put it together.
1: Yeah, that, that's it. I have no issues with the roster uh, currently constructed. Um, I, I see a lot of people that are like, well, um, you know, Knicks can still make a move by deadline. This team would have to be below 500 for me to look forward to that. The only move they want to make is,
2: is is Lillard. Unless that motherfucker is available, don't expect anything.
1: <laughs> to me, Joel, to me, again – I don't even want to think Damian Lillard because to me, if Damian Lillard is available by trade deadline, which I believe he will be right. The only way I would want the Knicks to even remotely entertain it would be if Kimba is just garbage. Like he is just a shell of himself. You know, that's typical because that's how the Knicks always get stars. Um, If he's just bad, if he's bad shit, yeah, we got to do something. Um, But if the Knicks are above 500, uh, and are comfortably in a playoff seed that they don't have to play in to, to secure that playoff seed?
0: Mm-hmm. Of
1: course not. No, no, no. Because you're not telling me gutting our team to get Lillard uh, 100% makes us a a, uh, um, a finals you know contender. So to me, it's like it's idiotic. Going after uh, Damian Lillard would have been something I would have preferred either on draft day or once free agency started but now that you've put together this roster that already has a, a influx of guards, what the, why? <laughs> like, why? Cause think about it. If you're, if you're the trailblazers, right. Mm-hmm. You're, you want RJ, you want Mitch and you probably want them to throw in a Burks for, for, for good luck um, and either quickly or or Kimba, right. Or unless Kimba just gets cut or something.
2: You can picks and swaps and, Everything right. that the fucking what was it, the Rockets got <laughs> Right, so yeah. to
1: me If Damian Lillard is available The best place for him to go The best place, that's why I'm like Nick fans, get out of your head, once we signed Kimba It was just like, well, why are you even Still thinking Damian Lillard The only place that makes sense for Damian Lillard To end up is in Philly Because you Legit can just go, I can give you One or two draft picks in Ben Simmons and and you can call it a day we don't have a superstar so that means we have to give up multiple players Mm -hmm. i don't want to do that i don't want to do that philly can just say here's a superstar for your superstar and he's under contract already take Mm -hmm. that in two first rounds and you call it a day That way, Philly doesn't take a drastic step back. They make a drastic step forward. Um, They get their point guard for the next few years to team up with Embiid and Tobias. Boom. Happy ending. Me and you have already said it before all these people now that are saying it. Me and you said it months ago. We thought Portland was a great place for Ben Simmons to go because he could just be essentially their Draymond. They're a great defensive guy who can put guys in in the right spots as an assist guy. Um, It isn't really looked at to score the ball. Just rebounding, defense, and assist. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. We've been saying this for months now, Joel. So to me, it's like, Nick fans, you got to get Damian Lillard out your heart. I know it's the Stephen A's and all these guys that were hyping it. Get it out your heart. We'd have to give up too much. And we saw what happens when we do that. Melo had to be stuck. Stuck. With a shitty roster. So 2013 came around. And then was stuck with a shitty roster after. Um, because you gutted yourself to go get him. And again, I don't regret that. But I'm saying we've seen what the, how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. If Damian Lillard really wants to be here. You let him get traded to whoever he wants to get traded to. He plays that out Um, because I don't even think he's 30 yet. Is he? Is he 30 yet? I don't know. I I swear I feel like he has to be like 28 or 29. But anyway, my point is um, let him play out his contract. 31. He's 30. Oh, shit. No, you can't let him play out his contract. So if we don't get Damian Lillard now, that's just that. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> that's it uh our, our eyes didn't have to go on zion in the future um what's his name from the jazz uh yeah yeah okay so yeah no forget it damian Lillard will never be in new york nick there we go there we go nick fans um all right let's move on um let's talk the suicide squad Joel came out last thursday you got to see it in theaters so mm-hmm. I will let you kick this off, man. What were your thoughts on James Gunn's The Suicide Squad?
2: It was freaking fantastic. Legit. Um, I was a... F- the best way to describe it, it was like a, a fun ride. <laughs> a lot like in theaters. like while Like sitting there, watching it. And to me, it started off a little slow. Not slow, but I mean like I didn't know what to expect at first, you know. Like I kind of knew what, I, but I didn't know. And it, as soon as it started, like it, it, it just kept going. Like a almost like a roller coaster going up, 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 and then just went boom, and it just skyrocketed. That just, I just had a really, really good time with it. Um, like it was it had everything you wanted from a movie uh in a Suicide Squad movie. Like the way he read, he put it together, the the roster, the the odd the structure characters he put together he put he made it work you know what i mean um it's it. and there's so many standouts like in in the movie um there's there's a lot of obviously a lot of funny parts but there's also a lot of um heart in this movie um and also like <sighs> the interpret the, the, his interpretation of some of these characters were pretty pretty great like making some of these guys like this character some of these characters like no one's ever heard of making them popular, um, I appreciate from him, because he, de- he did that with Marvel and the Guardians. He's not doing it with Suicide Squad here at DC. So um, giving characters a life that didn't have life before that and, um, and putting a, a great actor in that role after we sit there and go, why would you make him fucking like Idris Elba as Bloodsport? I didn't give a fuck about Bloodsport, but he made me give a shit. He did. I'm not going to lie. One of the coolest characters in that damn movie was Bloodsport. He changed his look, changed his, his, like, what kind of skills he had, and he led that shit like a man. Like, I get all the credit in the world because I was, like, sitting there like, why the fuck would he be Bloodsport? Of all the fucking villains in the world. Yeah, he pulled it off. He did. He really did. Um, Peacemaker. I remember, like, when I first found out Peacemaker was going to be in it, I was, like, super excited, mainly because I always felt like that character Kind of got left out uh, of all the popular Charlton characters. Um, I always felt like he could have made it, and he did. He fucking They got John Cena to do it, and he fucking killed it. And they their back and forth, too, the back and forth between Bloodsport and and, and and Peacemaker was the made the movie for me. And then and then you started including Rick Flag in there too. So I'm like, I loved it. That was there was so much greatness there. <laughs> uh, I did love it. Um, there was a lot of heart from, like, the Rat Catcher character, Rat Catcher 2. Um, she was definitely, like, the heart of the movie. She was the innocent one. Um, she was sweet, and uh, you kind of felt bad for her at the same time. And those rats were so, so oddly cute, <laughs> especially her main rat. What was the name? Oh, 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 damn, I don't remember the name of the rat, but he was cute, too. Huh?
1: No, I I can't even remember his name either. I think it started with an A, but.
2: I well, can't remember. off. Time. I always forget their, the, the pet names, but he was cute, too. And I loved how everyone just reacted to him. Because is that rat waving at me? Yeah, Yes, he is. <laughs> it was just a cute rat. Uh, it's funny. Um, fucking King Shark stole the movie for me, though, in total. Like, fucking Vestal and this King Shark. Oh, my God. Just imitating him the whole time after the movie was amazing. And the fact that, like, I didn't know if they were going to kill him off or not. I really hope they weren't. And he just didn't seem to die. <laughs> he seems to be like always somehow bouncing back. I appreciated that out of King Shark. So he was awesome in the movie. Um, again, there's just so much The fuck. They pulled off Star, The Conqueror. Star. Star A Justice League villain, by the way. The first Justice League villain. Mm-hmm. They pulled it off. They pulled it off. They pulled off the, the little Starface. Starfish faces. The, the, the mind control. Everything. Pulled it off. Amanda Waller. <laughs> acting some of the acting was really good like like some of the performances which are like the, it was like spot on there was some good shit going on in that movie not just ha ha's all the time so man it was it a, what is it was it was art and it was raw and it was it was a good time it was very i was it was one of my favorite dc movies to date
1: yeah um i I told you before and I did the review with uh T and Dom. My my uh I, I had no issues with this movie. My issues are more so fundamental. Um you had a third story in this movie that served literally no purpose. It was like the stupidest fucking story to add into this movie. Um that um <laughs> The more that I compare this movie to Guardians, because I think there is a uh, literal direct um, comparison to be made, uh, the way they defeated Starro, I looked at it and I was just like, I, what? But then I remembered he legit beat a villain by a dance off, and then I was just like, oh, well, it wasn't that. So like, I'll will take stabbing him in the eye and then rats killing him. I'll 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 take that, um, but. I will say Warner Brothers, you have to stop letting your directors give you a um, uh, an alien villain <laughs> when your main fucking characters shoot guns like at some point you have to have a grounded <laughs> a grounded main villain that just makes more sense um so hopefully going forward we, we can get out of the extraterrestrial witch alien kind of thing, and we can go more more logical. Um, or just make... I'm sorry, first, go ahead. One, first one was supernatural.
2: Yes, that's what you're looking for. This one was an alien. So, yeah, well, there were two different things. They were just very not normal.
1: <laughs> right, right. So, to me, it's just the idea of um, just go a little bit more... Unless you just want to add more super-powered beings to your roster, which sure that's what you want to do sure but don't ever give me a roster especially the way it ended where it was polka dot man rat catcher two um uh Bloodsport, harley and king shark yeah and you're telling me they're facing this giant ass alien yeah like i don't do that that again right yeah don't don't do that again but like i said
2: no, I said they pulled it out their ass, but they but they, they pulled it off.
1: <laughs> right, right. So to me, um, like I said, my issues are fundamental. They're not like, oh, this movie was bad or it didn't. No, they're just fundamental issues. Um, I definitely do want James Gunn. I said this with Tia, uh, Tia Trayvon and Dom. I think James Gunn would be amazing at directing a Harley Quinn movie based off of the the animated cartoon. <laughs> Bring back Sylvester Stallone for King Shark. Finally introduce us to Poison Ivy. And that way you could just have so much fun with that. You know what I'm saying? Finally bring back a Joker. um, And just let James Gunn have fun with Harley Quinn. I I mean, I would say watching this, he had the most fun. You could tell as a viewer, he had the most fun with Harley Quinn. She had literally some of the the best scenes in the movie um so you can clearly see where a lot of his a lot of his love was and it was it was abundantly clear I mean there is not even he couldn't even lie about this there was no way he could tell us Joel that regardless of making him blood sport he didn't try you know what you know what and I couldn't wait to talk to you to say this when I see blood sport right he did to blood sport what Mark Guggenheim did to uh, Oliver Queen He said, all right, you said I can't have Deadshot? Fuck it. I'm going to just take a character like Deadshot, make him as close to Deadshot as possible uh, without calling him Deadshot. Uh, Just like Guggenheim wanted to do Batman, couldn't do Batman, so just made Oliver Queen Batman. Um, Because the the whole using the daughter thing was just like, all right, wait a minute. Why does this seem like I've seen this before? (laughs) Like, As soon as the whole daughter thing, I was just like, wait a minute, hold on. I saw this before. Ah oh, shit, yeah. In the first one with Deadshot. So um, I'm really curious on how this, this roster works going forward because to me, a lot of people are saying they want it. I don't know why. I don't ever want to see Deadshot and Bloodsport on the same screen together, like in the Suicide Squad together. It's redundant. I don't know. I,
2: I don't mean. see the reason you have to bring, no offense. I don't see the reason why you have to bring Bloodsport back.
1: <laughs> I agree. I completely agree. Bloodsport should have just been your bridge. He was your bridge. You couldn't use Deadshot, so you use him till you can use Deadshot again. <laughs> um, but to me, what would, would, would be more logical is just give Bloodsport his own show. He's on HBO Max show. E.J. Elba would eat that shit up. He's looking for good movies and good shows <laughs> to be a part of. Um, he's done enough bad shit. So to me, it's like, I I would love to see him back. Because clearly he had a whole pass. Uh, I would love to know why he decided to shoot Superman. Um, so I'm like, there's a lot of story left to play around with, with that character. I just don't need to see him in a Suicide Squad, especially if you have Deadshot there. I don't think, you know what it is, Joel? I think because the Suicide Squad is very much like um, the Guardians of the Galaxy, as popular as me and you know the Suicide Squad to be, it's not well-known amongst mainstream so to them they don't they don't get the problem of putting dead shot and blood Sport together knowing that they literally saw one guy who shoots guns and another guy who shoots guns why would you why would you just need an influx of guys that just do the same thing they're marksmen never really miss why, why do i need two of that <laughs> like it was the whole joke of when amanda really? waller introduced blood sport to um peacemaker he was just like wait a minute he he does what i do He's just like oh, yeah the better, <laughs> yeah, <technically> <laughs> better. <laughs> right so to me it's the idea um, of you know we we just we don't need that we don't need regurgitation you know um so in my mind i believe whenever this third movie gets uh greenlit which i believe will be soon um we will hear that will smith will be back you know and all will be right i hope so so, and if not, shit. We got to hold uh, uh, what you call it. Um, flashpoint we're doing. Recast. Don't even <laughs> wait. <laughs> don't even wait. I don't want another movie without a dead shot. Don't wait. Recast. Tell Will Smith you know what? It's just not going to work out. Sorry. Again, can't have an actor hold a character hostage. You know how I, we don't even need to go down that road again, but you know how I feel about that. Recast. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Let's let, let's get it going. A suicide squad with no dead shot is ridiculous, especially today with how the suicide squad is. So it's it's always dead shot. It's always dead shot and Harley. Those are your two most constants.
2: And out. Know, there used to be dead shot and, uh, and Captain Boomerang. somehow always managing to be there
1: that was that was my other issue we talked about um a a lot of a lot of people are were, were like you joel when when uh we were talking didn't really didn't really care all that much but to me it was just like well i think i don't think it was captain boomerang dying i think it was the idea of once you put the thinker in there also it was just like like, these are Flash villains. Like, not even small Flash villains. Like, <laughs> there's a whole comic series of the Flash with the hand on the chin with the thinker cap on. Like, these these are two pretty big Flash villains that you just kind of just said, eh. Well, they I probably said, well, they're not going to use them. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's my problem. <laughs> that's what I think my problem is. I'm no, already hearing. the villains for the Flash. I don't need to see them. No, I need to see Captain Boomerang because I want a movie where it's flash against his actual rogues, like the the rogues gallery. Um, and I don't want it to be his son. I, I would like it to be him. Um, and you know what? I said this to Tia, Joel. I said, you know what? I said, because um, Joel made a good point. It could be his son, right? Like they could go the direction of his son or, or just not use him at all. And I was mm-hmm. telling Tia, I don't think I would care if they killed off Captain Boomerang, if you didn't show me, that's how he got into prison the first time was from Flash. So they've interacted before. Yeah. And my main issue was that shouldn't have been the the interaction that I've seen them have. That was that was meant to be more so like, hey, guys, we're playing on the fact that we know he's a Flash villain. I would have liked to have seen the actual, you know, an actual, it's like when people say, well, we've seen Ben Affleck's Batman interact with the Joker. That's not, no, no, that's, that's not what you tell me. I have to hang my hat on. <laughs> it's him on top of a Lamborghini. No. I want to see more. So to me, if I didn't see that, Joe, I think I would have kind of just said, well, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm i already freaking out from what Kanan's telling me of, <laughs> Apparently, whatever they're filming for The Flash now, um, apparently the main villain could be Barry. And yeah. it's just like, what, what the fuck? Why? 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 Why does DC look accuracy in the face and just go, nah, nah? Reverse Flash is right there, and they're just like, nah, nah. We just we'll use Barry. Why? Why? Why do you do this? <laughs> you know? So to mm-hmm. me, I think that's why it, it hurt me the most, because I'm like, well, in your first movie, you're not even using a villain. <laughs> you're essentially doing Savitar again. So it's like, well, I would like to see actual Flash villains, <laughs> you know? So I think that's, that's, that's what hurt me, Joel. But uh, again, the way Warner Brothers is going with DC, I- I'm going to have to swallow a lot more than, than just this. So, you know, mine's as well mm-hmm. take my pills now um but yeah i i do now seeing how this movie ended joelle i do hate that they rush peacemaker show um because part of me kind of felt like um part of me in my mind kind of was just like i will say this up until that end credit scene i was just like all right well clearly peacemaker is a uh you know uh, it takes place before the events of this movie Mm -hmm. right it's a prequel i'm like okay cool and then when you see him at the end you're kind of just like god God damn this would have hit even harder if i did not know that he was getting his own show and then it was announced obviously after it's had its you know its little its small run in in the theaters um sometimes i just it sucks doing what we do because we just we're given too much information um But I'm excited for John Cena, man. I'm I'm really glad that he and The Rock have both carved out something really good in the world of D.C. Peacemaker is going to be a lot of fun. And this is what I was telling everyone, Joel, because my sister called me and she was confused and they were confused when we were doing the review show. When Peacemaker says he is for peace, I think people are confused what he means by that. What he means by that is he is only out to protect the United States of America. He does not give a fuck about anybody in the United States of America. He is to protect the flag and what it means uh, and what that means to him. That's why when he said, no, I'm killed men, women, children, you know, men, women, children. It's like, wait, what? But you're a peacemaker? No, he's not for world peace. He's just for, he protects his country. That's it. So I think a lot of people got confused. They were just like, "I thought he would be like a good guy." No, no, huh. he's not. He's a not. Bad guy. <laughs> no. no, he's not a bad guy at all. But I think a lot of people were confused uh, on like, "Well, your name is peacemaker." Yeah,
2: no, he he's a he's a psycho, and in his own way, he's, he's he's um, how do I explain it? <laughs> he, 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 He's so committed to peace that he's willing to go over the, over the, the limit to keep it. <laughs> like, there's no moral ground for him, you know? He's so focused on whatever has to be done to keep the peace, he will do.
1: Exactly. Um, and the Rick Flag death definitely hurt me, but the only reason I took that as a positive was if Amanda is gonna have a right hand, to me you know who i want it to be but realistically it should be deadshot um so to me all that did was just kind of definitively tell you next time you see this squad deadshot will be here (laughs) so that's how i took it you know because to me there was really no other reason to kill him but because again just don't need a million people that do the same fucking thing um that first movie was super redundant, especially with the little hit squad that they had with everybody with guns. It's just like, well, everybody has guns. Doesn't that kind of take away from how effective the one guy whose specialty is guns is supposed to be? I need all of you to have guns. Go away. Wow. Um say it again. This so is the little Melissa they had with them. I'm yeah, like, well, this, it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's like saying it's like saying hey i'm a master swordsman but like i have a whole clan of swordsmen like what's the what's the difference (laughs) i'm I'm just a little bit better that's the difference no that's stupid um but yeah all in all i thought it was great uh i I compared a lot to guardians of this movie um king shark should sell like baby groot did um i'm not baby Groot like groot did rather um Mm. Yeah, no, I, I it was it was a good time. Um, I did not expect to see literally everybody die in the first five minutes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That really caught me off guard. I was just like, oh, oh, okay, all right, <laughs> all right then. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited to see what what DC has in store for for James Gunn going forward. Again, I would like to see him take on a Harley project. Um, I think he can kind of reinvigorate that that whole harley feel um and again yeah. huge shout out to james gunn for being the one director that said you know what harley quinn looks good in full clothing who knew didn't know who knew who knew that who knew you could put her in a full suit he didn't have to have her cheeks hanging out like who knew um so bravo um, James there I knew. <laughs> David Ayer and Catherine, uh, Catherine Yen or Yan, uh, they they did not <laughs> they did not know that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really excited. Um, all right. Let's move on. Um, we got some news, Joel, that we have a official casting for Blue Beetle. I will let you lead this because oh. it is someone you are very familiar with. Yeah, yeah, you're not familiar with him, huh? Well, no, you know, I don't watch the show. Oh, that's right, you're such a bummer. he uh, <laughs> <laughs> said you
2: watched it, that's why I was like, Wait a minute.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. I, I told you I see, I saw some of the the first season, but that was literally back when it first came out. So, I don't, I'd be lying to you if I told you, Oh, yeah, I remember him very vivid. I'd be lying to you, I don't, I don't remember.
2: It was such a good show. I was I never got to watch it when it first came out because um I didn't have fucking YouTube red. Like who the fuck did? I was weird. <laughs> um but now it's on Netflix and now everybody gets to watch. Anyway, um have uh, let me see how you uh, show I think it's shop. I think it's how you pronounce it. Um his, all right, so Cobra Kai star Sholo Mariduena uh, is in talk star as the Latino superhero Blue Beetle for HBO Max via The rap. Now, this is awesome fucking news, because this dude is obviously, if you watched Cobra Kai on Netflix, um, any of them, um, he's fantastic. Like, I, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, he would be a great Blue Beetle. And the fact that now I get to say he is going to be the Blue Beetle is fantastic. <laughs> These are good days. Good days indeed. This is one of those fan casts that hit, and you you thought about it, and it came. It came real. That doesn't usually happen, especially not for us.
1: So this is a big win for a lot of uh,
2: fan casters. <laughs> Let's put it that way.
1: Um, I just want a blue beetle. So if you tell me he's good, I accept it. I hundred percent right. accept it. Great. Yep. Um, you know how much I've been I've been wanting Jaime. So. If this if this guy is, is my jaime, I'm good. We can also take off um in talks because apparently the director um yeah, was yeah like, yeah yeah no yeah. in
0: talks
2: usually means they already got it anyway. Right. Uh, um but uh, I, I was just being I was just reading it off of the
1: yeah no 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 I just meant more so so our audience knows that um the director was uh, at the uh premiere of Suicide Squad with one of the execs from Warner brothers and they broke the news to him uh, that he is going to be Jaime. Um, so that's as official as you could possibly get.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: Cause usually we don't get that. Like the studio takes usually months to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just a little bit refreshing that we got the, the rumor, you know, that they were in talks or the news that they were in talks. And then at the premiere it was kind of just like, Hey, you got it. <laughs> it was like, Oh, all right. Um, so that was interesting. But uh again, my excitement matches yours because I love the character. You love mm-hmm. the actor and the character. I just love the character. So it's like Batman for me. I, I don't really care who's playing Batman. I just, I, I want Batman. So that, that's how I feel about Jaime. 100%, 100%. I always said, Blue Beal
2: should have been in the Justice League over Cyborg.
1: A hundred percent. I believe I still believe that. I'm, I'm right there with you, Joe. <laughs> Everyone will 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 chew our heads off, but it is the truest statement you could make.
2: That's because they're all living off the movie. I'm like, I mean, I'm talking about the comic books,
1: right? <laughs> I mean, and at the end of the day, Joel, no one ever has a response when when me and you say, "Well, all right, let's go off of just the movie." Cyborg is the genius of the team. So, what need do you have for Batman? And no one ever has an answer. Everyone's just like, "Well, you know," it's like, "Well, you know," no. Batman is supposed to be the brains. So, you just kind of, if you want to have a cyborg kind of character, it'd be Jaime, somebody that's more technology based. Cool, Jaime.
0: But if you're talking talking smart,
1: right? When you watch Justice League, Cyborg was was doing all the smart stuff. So, it was just like, well, because he's a living computer. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So, it's like, well, I don't need Batman to be smart when I have a living computer. So, it's like, well, it's redundant. And I don't think people get what, I don't think people understand, Joel, redundancy should not exist in comic books, in comic books, because you have so many characters to play with. Why would you ever, at the end of the day, get two of the same things? Right. Uh, I I hate
2: redundancy more than anything.
1: That's like, that's like somebody being like, hey, we have Iron Man here, who's like all the smarts and the tech. And we decided we wanted to bring somebody else in here who's who's technology based. Why? Why is the one guy not good enough? Like what, what what can't he do that you needed a whole nother person to do the same thing? I don't I don't understand.
2: I think he fit better and you didn't have to remove him like cyborg from the Titans. Like you could have used he did everything. He does almost everything that you could have done with Cyborg, basically with Boobio. So it's like, uh it's just, it's basically the same shit. It really is, you know. Right. Set aside a head cord. I mean, it would have looked perfect.
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm 100% with you. It, it was frustrating. And it's why I always said, well, if you were going to do that, Zach, then you should have went balls to the wall and gave Batman, like, the Hellbat suit. So he had something else to do um, to be more constructive to that team at the end of the movie. Because I swear, that was the hardest I've ever had to root for Batman. It was just like, I don't even know where you belong. <laughs> like <laughs> Every time they kept showing him, I'm just like, oh, don't, don't get the camera off of him. Get, get the camera off of him. Like, God damn, man. <laughs> like, it's so useless right now. Yeah. Um, but all right. We got more news. Speaking of Batman, J.K. Simmons is in talks to return to the Batman universe as Commissioner Gordon. The Oscar winning actor is in negotiations to reprise the role of classic Batman character Commissioner James Gordon. For the Batgirl HBO Max movie, um, I really don't know how I feel about it. I mean, yes, me and you said for the longest, we want to know like who's who's the Commissioner Gordon. Um, I, I mean, I assume they're going an adopted route. We don't
2: have to, it should it be mixed? I don't, again, I keep hearing that. I don't, like, I don't... I don't get why she has to (laughs) be.
1: It's to me, Joel. It's like I don't know. I mean, yes. Let me let me say this. Yes, a hundred percent, she can be mixed. Yes, I was kind of rooting for either a hundred percent Hispanic or more of the Miles Morales route. Um, I. It's just a. It's very weird for me, really, honestly. Um. I just more representation would have been great in a hundred percent Hispanic character where the dad was Hispanic and the mom was Hispanic. Ideal, but we know how Hollywood works, so I would have
2: appreciated
1: Robert. it more if it was in Robert's world. Um, where you had uh, what's his name? What's his name's Gordon, uh, as her dad, right. that would have made a little bit more sense. But to me, making the dad white and the mom Hispanic is just like when you thought progression was moving forward. Um, but anyway... You
2: know, I don't know why
1: that's a bad thing. <laughs> like, no, I'm just saying because it's like, well... It, you were saying how hard it was to get to the point of having Hispanic uh, uh, yeah, I'm characters. i talking about superheroes. Right, They're right, right. Side characters. They're always side characters. We got Luis. I'm talking about superheroes. Right. That's what I'm saying. So I'm and saying, Gordon is
2: not her. my worry. I'm not worried about him being. You can be whatever the fuck they want him to be. Want to be white? I don't mind that. He was already white. Fine. But you know, the main character is Hispanic. Cool. That's what I mean. Not Gordon.
1: I know. <laughs> I know. I know what you meant. I'm just saying. I again. Um. Anyway. I again. This news doesn't do anything for me. Mainly because again, I, I, I still have no answer as to where you're going with your Batman and again she purely only exists because there was one so I kind of assume this is uh filling in a vacancy of Batman um I'm just waiting on the ticker to tell me that Ben's coming back that's that's really all I'm waiting for at this point um but at least we know where this lies i guess that was the biggest thing to try to figure out we know now um mm-hmm. but again to me there's still pieces to this puzzle that um i'm i'm looking forward to seeing get a piece together but your thoughts on uh jk simmons returning i love it
2: you know it was like what we were asking for like an answer cuz i didn't need an i didn't I definitely didn't need a third gordon i really 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 did i really didn't um I was good with it. We already got two in in my action. Um, I didn't need a, this background movie to be a third standalone movie. <laughs> like another universe that, that we have to sit there and like, what's the point? Like I don't get why separate her from the bunch. I just don't understand. Um, as long as they're all within the same world, I'm fine, you know, you know that's what I've been trying to say. and so far, this is now linked. So cool. I don't have to worry about it being separate. Like Now just Joker and the Batman or whatever. Fine. They're their own thing. Everything else is linked. We don't know what the Flash is going to do. We don't know how bad it's going to end with Batman and how Batman is utilized or anything. Um, but again, I'm not worried about it until after that movie is done because I should have answered by then.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. We, we still have some pieces of this puzzle to be put together, but um even still um i think even before that movie comes out we'll have a better idea on just purely this project um you know because that's again that that's a big hurdle to get by uh you know regardless if he's in it or not um it's what frustrated us about batwoman it's just well he just disappeared what (laughs) like huh she disappeared like on his own um so to me it's it's one of those things where it's just like it's gonna be interesting very interesting obviously she's not going to be playing a younger Batgirl um so it'll just be interesting to see uh where this lies like did she just become Batgirl has she been Batgirl for a while uh a lot of these things would just be really interesting to see how they play out because again you're playing catch-up whenever you put something in the DCEU knowing that Bruce Wayne was as old as he was, you're playing catch-up. Um, you know, if someone wanted to do a Robin, you're playing catch-up. Batgirl, you're playing catch-up. So again, it'll just be interesting to see how they put these pieces together uh, to see how all this is supposed to play out and make sense. Um, but uh, we got our final look at Shang-Chi. Uh, they gave us like a little little uh, final trailer I guess. Um, you could say it me and canon were talking about this and this movie is is in such a weird spot um apparently suicide squad seemingly looks like it's going to make more from hbo max its viewership on hbo max than really its theater run um so really shang chi is the first really big thing to bring people back to the theaters um, and that's just such a crazy thing because it's it's an unknown character. So you're just relying heavily on people just being interested in it being Marvel. Um, but, you know, I, I really hope that this that everyone goes out to see this in theaters. Uh, it has a really, really, really good run because this movie looks great, man. And, and I don't want people to shortchange its success at all, um, especially just getting a major Asian uh, Asian led film. Um, so this movie looks great. I I don't know what to think of <laughs> him manifesting these rings. Um, I want to see how it plays out and if um, it's something he keeps long term. Uh, because obviously, Joel, me and you know, that's not what he does in the comic books. So that'll be okay. interesting to see if that's just a uh, plot device for the movie, or if he keeps them. Um you know to see what his abilities are going forward so that's really all i got from this trailer was you know the uh the scene at the end where he had the the rings circling him mm-hmm. um and it was kind of like pulling them that's the the newest poster of him kind of like pulling the the rings to to his use mm-hmm. um so i'm interested but uh your thoughts
2: uh also intriguing uh like the- we heard rumors that they were gonna give him powers and shit, and I'm like, I don't want them to have powers. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh man, because that was one of the best things about the characters, they didn't have powers, you know. Um but now the more I see uh and the fact that basically they gave away in the trailer that like the man wants wants to give it to him, he wants to pass it down to his son. Right. Uh But again, I'm not sure how that's going to play out because he has to fight now the Mandarin who's using the rings against him. So it's like, I guess it'll maybe be a battle for the rings in general Uh, and the winner keeps him. I have no idea how it's going to play out. But if his powers come from using the rings, I'll take that over him just having superpowers in general because I don't really like the idea of giving him powers.
1: Right. Um, I, I, I think I would have been fine if he could conjure uh, uh, mystic abilities. Um, I, I really hope, Joel, that uh, once he gets the rings, it's one of those things where he keeps it safe somewhere, um, you know, to, to garnish peace. But it's it's something never really to be used again, you know, for a bad guy down the road to, to steal or something. Um, but I, I'm with you. I, to me, it's like you need a balance everybody has powers it's just like well there needs to be some kind of balance here you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um so to me it's why you know i I always made the joke about it but it's why hawkeye and black widow were important because it's like well you have to be and of course stark but you have to be grounded somewhere bro you just have a team all of superpowered beings it's kind of just redundant at some point it's like well what do you do well i fly and, and I'm strong. Well, what do you do? Well, I fly, and I'm strong. Well, what? <laughs> like, Hold on. No. Um, so, you know, and again, if, if he has abilities, it just kind of, for the mainstream, is going to be super confusing when you bring in another kung fu artist who has abilities. So it's just like, we got to see how it plays out to make sure that there's a definitive line. Between the two, um, because again, that in itself is redundant, so you know, we just got to see how it all plays out. But this looks great, I think we are both super excited for this movie. Um, and we hope that it, it garnishes all this success that it possibly can.
2: Word, uh, 100% agree. All
1: right, we got our we haven't even talked about this, Joelle We got our trailer for um Venom 2. Did. We did, we saw a whole lot of carnage, uh, living up to its name. Um, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I I would say what Andy is doing with this movie that I'm, I kind of didn't like until I saw the the last shot, um, from the trailer. It's dark as shit, and it's really hard to distinguish. <laughs> like, I'm really glad the moments they showed Carnage. It was somewhat in the light, um, because it, when you look closely at Carnage, he has because clearly, um, when he bit. Uh, when he bit Eddie there's mm-hmm. some of the black symbiote in that red um, so it's a bit it's a bit confusing in some of the darker shots trying to make out who is who um, but again Carnage looks great I can't I mean I, I, I can't say anything really bad <laughs> Carnage looks good that was really the only thing I was looking forward uh, looking for out of this movie it was how well can you do Carnage to where he separates himself drastically from Venom? Um, and, you know, of course the, the, uh, not the money shot, but the the best shot of the the trailer is, Oh shit, he's a red one. Uh, I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> I'm yeah. terrified. Um, I, I love that. So obviously it's still going to have that, that really good humor between the two of them. Um, but yeah, what were your thoughts, Joel?
2: Uh, it was fine. Yeah, I enjoyed the trailer. I had fun with it. Um, if it's anything like the first one, I'll, I'll probably still enjoy the movie. I'll just probably enjoy the villain a little bit more now that it's Carnage and Woody Harrelson. Um, but so that would probably give it a, an extra bump. Um, and whatever other surprises it might surprise me with throughout the movie, and add the fact that I enjoy the chemistry between eddie and himself which is a symbiote <laughs> um I, I, I have no doubt i'll probably have fun with this movie but you know hopefully it doesn't take it a, a, a turn for the worse and, and it gets worse with its sequel you know you want it to progress and get better and so far i've liked what i've seen and hoping for the best
1: <laughs> fingers crossed um, before we get on our last few topics, I'm gonna to keep you forever. We're gonna draw out recording pretty late in the morning. Um mm. so we're not gonna to go too long. But did you hear the director for Morbius let it slip that uh Tom Hardy is in Morbius? It's not.
2: That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, he uh he let it slip. He was uh I'm paraphrasing here, but he was going along the lines of saying, you know, it's crazy working with, you know, um Jared Leto uh michael keaton and then you know working with tom hardy and it's just like wait huh? <laughs> like, huh? <laughs> wait, wait, did you not know that you weren't supposed to say that <laughs> like um so i think that means we get a tom hardy cameo um bringing things i guess closer together um but if that is true joelle uh what are your thoughts on that's just being one step closer to venom meeting spider-man uh, awesome
2: that's what I want. I want to see Venom and Spider Man. I want to see Venom and Carnage Spider Man. I see, I see more in Spider Man. I want to see Kraven and Spider
1: Man. I, <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> um, no, I mean this this is perfect because if if this movie does well, right? If this uh, Carnage and Venom movie does well, I like the premise of that third Venom movie being those two finding out about Spider Man. And it just—you remember that shot in the original cartoon towards the end of the uh the uh, the intro where Venom and Carnage are fighting over Peter? Mm -hmm. Remember where they're like really large and they're both trying to grab for him? Yes. I like the idea of the third movie being them finding out about Spider-Man and both wanting to devour him, (laughs) and it's kind of just like it's the fight. To see who can kill Spider-Man first. Right. Um, you know, and then, you know, obviously you get the tease of, you know, he stops Eddie Brock and and stops Carnage, and then you see Venom take on the actual Spider-Man logo uh on his chest. And then it's just like, yeah, this was this was worth the wait. This is great. Um, so him leaking that kind of just lets us know we're a step closer. And for anyone who doesn't understand what me and Joel mean by that. Um, in the Morbius trailer, clearly you see Michael Keaton's um, uh, God Vulture. Sorry, no. um, and we obviously know Vulture is in the MCU. So if Eddie Brock is in the same movie as Michael Keaton and uh Morbius, you assume that means Venom is now in the MCU. Um, mm-hmm. so it just gives you it's, it's a step closer, just a step closer. Um, but I really do think this this sequel needs to hit where Feige will kind of go, mm, I don't need to rush that. <laughs> like, I don't know if I want to take a I... time with that. I don't yeah. ever see any of those characters on my side. Go yeah, 100 percent is gonna go, you can do that shit over in your in your yard, it ain't coming over here.
2: <laughs> um
1: so, and, but me and you have said that since the first movie. We were like, Well, if none of these movies do well. Like he's not going to want to bring that over here, um. So hopefully it does well. Me and you will be in the theaters to see that, and we will support it. So hopefully other people do. Um, I am curious. Did this catch you off guard as much as it did me? Um, did you know that Lucifer wasn't done? I had no idea. I thought it was done, and then I, I found it was out done too. I, I, uh, I remember watching that ending going. This ending makes literally no sense. Like, what? this is your final season and you end on a cliffhanger? I don't, what? (laughs) Like, I don't understand. So when Kanan posted that, I said, Kanan, aren't you a little late? And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, Lucifer's already done. He said, well, not according to Netflix. So I immediately (laughs) ran over to Netflix and I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, when did they say this? Like they didn't say the first half of Lucifer was, was what we got. So I was I was really confused, but how excited are you, Joel, to see it properly end? I'm very excited. I thought it was over,
2: so it's nice to get another season out of nowhere. <laughs> like I uh and I guess I wasn't the only one that was shocked to find out that it was uh still on. Um considering i literally thought it was over i did not know there was another season i thought it was i thought this that, that was the point like uh, the whole this drama was because there was no more seasons no 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 there's one more there is <laughs> like, <awesome. laughs> um
1: so apparently they're saying it's it's the second half of the the same season and it's just like well why wouldn't you make that known yeah, really. <laughs> like you put, something you hide
2: or will return. You gotta say shit like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, or just say in your promotion, like in your promotional trailer, like the first half of Lucifer will air, you know, or part one will air in blah blah blah, and then part two will air in September. Like, I don't know anyone that knew that. I, I think everybody was just like, "Wait, what?" Um, yeah. but yeah, so we'll be looking forward to that to see how it ends, and you know this will be a great goodbye for some of uh, these great actors that really brought the show to life, you know, and I'll always be thankful to these guys bringing Lucifer to the, the screen, especially when we got to see him in that crossover on the CW. So um, that'll always live in infamy for me. But all right, our last, our last big topic or one of our last big topics, Joel, before we get out of here, um, we got a trailer today for Doom Patrol.
0: Yeah.
1: And I have to be honest with you, Joel.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: loved it, but I don't think I will ever love Doom Patrol as much as I want to, as long as Cyborg is there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm watching it, and I'm just like, ah, shit, yeah, that's right, Cyborg is here. <laughs> like, and trust me, they showed a lot of cool stuff in this trailer. Uh, some Titans villains, uh, which made me even more frustrated <laughs> that Cyborg is not the Titans um but i mean this this show is wacky this show is crazy um canon was alluding to he thinks this show only has a few more seasons if that left in it and i'm like i don't i don't see that i i don't see that at all you're playing around in a playground that literally no one knows about um so you could just continue to do wild stuff i mean you're within your own little world why not just continue it um so I I I think this trailer looks great. I can't wait for season three, September twenty third on HBO Max. But Joel, your thoughts?
2: Well, yeah, it looks fun. Like uh, it's a crazy fucking show to begin with, and the ending last year was to me just ended weirdly, like kind of like kind a of cliffhanger because you're like, oh shit, this is how it ended? <laughs> like I'm help you confident you're coming back for a third season. I'm pissed. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, um, it looks fucking nuts. The show's always nuts. I'm glad to see some old school dude patrols, uh, villains that are gonna show up. Um, like I think the the brother, not, not the brotherhood. Um, yeah, the name? brotherhood, really? actually, Yeah. Is that the name? The brotherhood? Yeah, yeah the brotherhood, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I'm very excited to see them. Uh, fuck, I think it was, uh, what was his name? The gorilla, the fucking Mala awesome oh holy shit They got that fucking the brain whatever his name is i'm so so excited it's gonna be fucking fun oh this show's gonna be so fun but yeah yeah, i agree because how you manage i I, I say it all the time but how you manage to put a live action cyborg on doom patrol and not on the live action titan show that you have next door is beyond well
1: (laughs) I keep saying, well, they're going out of their way to make Cyborg as relevant as they can, but I think they, they keep forgetting. For us, we grew up on Cyborg in the Titans. So it's like, well, who That's are you so aiming this for? Like, who, yeah, right? who, who Who are you doing this for? Because no diehard fan of DC is looking at Cyborg everywhere else and going, yeah, this works. No, put him with the Titans. Fuck. Yeah, um, I get it.
2: I don't understand.
1: Yeah, they're, they're just trying too hard. All right, last few things I want to discuss, Joel. Um, Bad Batch, look, not only was it renewed for season two, which I already knew was was, was going to happen, that's not a shock at all. Um, Dave Filoni and that writing team, they have a thing about making men cry. Mm-hmm. And they keep getting me close, Joel. They keep getting me close. I almost cried just talking about not crying. <laughs> what are your thoughts man on uh with the finale coming up this friday uh your thoughts on uh bad batch so far i've really enjoyed it
2: i mean I've enjoyed everything i've seen out of it uh i've enjoyed uh the last couple episodes especially and 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 it's just it's been a good show a really good show and it's funny because it's like there was a point where I thought this show ended half midway through. And I'm like, i will just weird. I literally thought that the, the ending with um,
1: uh what's his name?
2: Yeah, I thought that was the last episode. Yeah,
1: like, yeah, when I tell you, me and AJ were just like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Joe's like, yeah, no, this is it, right? We're like, wait, what? Huh? No, no way! <laughs> no I way thought, you end
2: it like that. I was like, oh. <laughs> for like the season." You know, I, you know, I thought it was short. I didn't realize it was so long. Um, but I'm happy that I was wrong, and uh, we're, we got more. And but also very excited uh, to see where it goes. Like, there's so much. Star Wars has They've done a good job of expanding it, and adding more. And I've really enjoyed the fucking. Uh, bad batch like the the, the 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 group the team so um and even now i would fucking crosshairs is crazy yeah. so i'm like i'm, I'm excited so i want to see how it end ends because talk about a cliffhanger you know? <laughs> um i can't wait to see where it goes next
1: yeah, and now um <laughs> it's crazy because i know a lot of people were thinking um maybe they could get star killer as a um you know, as them making him canon. Uh, well, you can throw that in the garbage because Camino's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once you see Camino go up in the flames, it's, well that there. Well, there you go. Um, because in the game, Vader just took over Camino, and that's where he did his experiments on Starkiller. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that you see it exploded, that was it. There's no more Camino. It's why mm-hmm. when you see the Emperor. In uh, episode, uh, shit, what is it? Nine, episode nine, yeah, episode nine. Um, they're not in Camino. <laughs> like he, he was cloning himself, not in Camino. Mm-hmm. He was gone. That doesn't exist anymore. Right. Um, so the Bad Batch is getting rid of it pretty early on. So where it's just like, nope, out, yep. done with yep. this cloning facility. No more clones.
2: Oh, um, yeah, like clones in general.
1: <laughs> yeah, clones in general. They're gone. You know they're no longer needed, so um, that I thought that was pretty cool. I cried a little bit, I was hoping Starkiller would maybe possibly be canon again, but anyway, um, that crosshair reveal was pretty dope. Of No, I don't have a chip, it's like, wait, what you want to do this? I'm yeah, just an it. asshole, yeah, I'm just a good soldier. Sorry, it's like, oh my god, what <laughs> so. I can't wait to see how that plays out to see if the brothers ever come back together. Uh, Cause he still loves his brothers. And I, and I appreciate that. He's not a total dick. Um, right. You know, he's just, Hey, we're not, we're not the good guys. We never were, you know? Um, so I, I'm, I'm like you, I can't wait to see how it ends, but Joel, we have a powerful week this week. Stargirl yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause obviously we're recording it at midnight. <laughs> Stargirl is today. Um, what if is tomorrow? Titans mm-hmm. is this weekend, the finale of Bad Batch. Um, right. we got in preseason of football starts. We, we got a lot coming our way this week.
2: Superman and comes back today, too.
1: Oh, I thought it was. Oh, it, you're right, it is the 10th. Yep, you're absolutely right. Yep,
2: it went away, and then they were going to bring the finals two episodes back mid-will. Oh my-
1: Why, whatever, fine. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. To me, don't, don't take breaks. Just get it all out. Like, what yeah. do, what do you well, hold?
2: On? Yeah, right. just so uh, you can wean it in for Supergirl to end the fucking series. I'm like, oh, that's what I wanted. Let's end it with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so we got a big week. We got a lot of stuff to cover. By the time we uh do our next podcast, obviously, I mean this podcast, because we'll be doing Figure It Out today. Um, by the time we do our next uh much to do about nothing. We'll have so much more to discuss. Um, Joel, me and Joel, we obviously will not speak anything of it on this podcast, but we got a chance to check out the um, first three episodes of What If? And you guys will love this show. That's for damn sure. Oh, yeah. Um, you will 100% love this show. Um, I got a chance to check out uh, Titans. I'm working on Joel to try to uh, check out Titans, but
2: Fine.
1: yeah i'll just tell you you guys are not ready for what they did with titans um that's all i'll say you can take that as good or bad but that's all i'm saying is that you are not ready for what they just did with Titans. it's not even in the least um but uh joelle as always man this was great oh wait wait that's what i wanted to ask you what's what's this there was a scuffle at giants practice and the players don't like the, the coach now have you heard anything about that Nah, I just,
0: I just ignore it. not um,
1: sure. Okay, no problem. Then I'll completely dis disregard that. Um, I, I thought I heard it somewhere and couldn't get back to the video to listen to it, so I was like, I'll yeah. just ask you. Something we just
2: you know, can't take,
1: little 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 uh, extra. Uh, what's it called? Motivation. Um, and <laughs> last thing before we head out of here, because I did love this show, so I I did want to mention it. Uh, Sweet Tooth got renewed. I was really worried that it wouldn't. <laughs> But it got renewed, and I'm very excited because I fell in love with that show. Huge shouts out to Robert Downey Jr. and his wife, uh, mm. by the way. Um, mm. That team did an amazing job with this show. I mean, you're essentially telling me you put antlers on a kid, and you were telling me I had to care about it, and I did. So, good job. <laughs> really, really, really good job on that show. So, I'm glad it got renewed. Um, Raising Canaan is really heating up. Loving that show. Yep. Great show. we'll discuss a lot more this next week when we do our our other episode. Um, Like I said, I want to get us out of here. But, uh, Joel, thank you for Mm -hmm. joining me, man. Um, We will be talking on Figure It Out where we will see what Pete and JD thought about the Suicide Squad. Um, So that'll Mm -hmm. be fun. And we obviously have Transformers and He-Man to discuss. Oh, yeah. So we got some stuff to do tomorrow. So uh, till then, Uh, Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you same time, same place next week. Peace.
0: Peace.